This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Turpin Bird Podcast with your co-hosts, Caroline and Dylan. We are back this week for our fifth episode. I think so. Of the season, of season two. And we have so much to chat about. We're going to get started with MLB because that's what Dylan would like. No, actually, I proposed that. Dylan has actually um, said he's no longer an MLB fan. Well, it's not that far. It's just that <laughs> it's a sad weekend for New York Mets fans because we we were supposed to be. This is a big weekend for us. It was going to be the last weekend of the series or the season playing against mm-hmm. the Phillies. Two teams are supposed to be neck and neck in the wild card race. And instead, the we're playing meaningless baseball. It. Yeah, the yeah. Phillies are in and the Mets are the only thing they're fighting for right now is a chance of finishing in the bottom six record in Major League Baseball. It has big financial and draft compensation if they do. I believe they're a game out right now. So yes. hopefully, if the Phillies are actually good this weekend, they will sweep us into that bottom six. But <laughs> knowing how much I hate Philadelphia, the Mets are somehow going to win two out of three this weekend and end the season under 500, but in a positive note, but in a negative note at the same time. But there is... More to focus on other than the New York Mets, because your team is currently battling for a playoff spot, which I don't think anyone expected at the beginning of the year for the Astros to be one of those teams that we weren't sure if they were going to make the playoffs. Right now, they are two games back of the Texas Rangers. The Seattle Mariners are three games back of the Texas Rangers, which means the Astros are currently a game up in the position for the final wildcard spot. They're a game also behind Toronto. So basically, it's four teams fighting for three spots and it really could go any way. The Rangers are facing off against the Mariners this weekend. So a little head-to-head rivalry, but confidence level in your Houston Astros with three games left. I'm completely confident. In fact, I think they could win the AL West. Thank you. Okay. Rangers went and took the top spot from them a few games ago because the Astros have gone four and six in their last 10, and I really need them to get it together. Big big win against the Mariners. I was texting Dylan. This was Wednesday, September 27, when they won 8-3. They needed that win badly, especially after dropping one to the Mariners the night before, 6-2, or I guess 2-6. Mm-hmm. Astros lost, but they won the series two games to one. They really needed that because the Mariners are only one loss behind them, I believe. So they're all neck and neck, and it's a game of not even inches, a game of centimeters, because one bad play means you lose the game, means you lose the series, means you lose a playoff spot. So everything is on the line. And the Astros kind of need to pick up their play <laughs> and get it together. But I think they rally. They have one more series against the Diamondbacks before we find out if they make it into the playoffs or not. And I think this is the heater that they need to – Beyond to get into the playoffs. I think this will rally the team. I'm honestly not surprised because here's the thing too. You'd be like, oh, I don't know if Astros are going to be, we were like, they would be winning the AL West handedly. But the Rangers and Manners have kind of been on the up and so have the Angels. I mean, after Mike Brown, Shoei Otani, they've just really fallen off. Uh-huh. And now let's see if they or the Mets have a worse record. <laughs> but these teams have been on the come up. The Ashers have been dominant in the AL West for years. And 
to be honest, they don't really care about the regular season anymore. That's mm-hmm. how playoff proven and championship winning teams go where they don't really care about the playoffs. They just need to make it in. And then once they're in world series, <laughs> ready to rain, baby. Well, the problem with the Astros, they're facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend, who just still have something to play for. They're currently the number two wild card spot. And they need to win at least one more game in order to clinch that wild card spot. So it seems like the Dynamax have said they're going to still pitch their ace, Zach Gallen, in game one of this series. So it's not like the Astros are just going to have a cakewalk into the uh, into the playoffs. They're actually going to need a couple victories against a team that's trying hard to beat them. The interesting note about the Houston Astros this year, and not enough people are talking about this, the Astros suck in Houston. Yeah, they are sub so five hundred. I don't want to hear any cheating allegation. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about it. I I don't want to hear about it from any of our listeners. Yeah, they are eighteen games above five hundred yeah. on the road, and they are three games under five hundred at home. Which makes you think, as long as the Astros, and I believe this weekend series is in Arizona, if I have that correct. Um, so that means that the Astros will technically be in the place that they've been more dominant recently. But we shall see what happens in the wildcard races, as well as a bunch of other MLB topics that we'll get to throughout the offseason, including Shohei Otani's contract demands, Mike Trout wanting his way out of Los Angeles, and yeah. a bunch of other topics. But Well, I'd also like to talk about the fact that, so the Rangers and Mariners are currently playing, yes. and that is so good for the Astros because <laughs> only one team can win. So either Astros take that top spot or they take that wildcard spot. Mm-hmm. Because it, or I, the Astros just lose out and the Mariners pass the, and they both stay above the Astros. I don't think so though. The Rangers and Mariners are going at it. Last night, unfortunately, well, I don't even know if it's unfortunately. Mariners won. Can you imagine if Rangers just if they lost the next three games? <laughs> the can weird you imagine. Thing, I don't know about other MLB has now instituted a rule where we're not going to do any tiebreaker games and it's going to solely be based on head-to-head records. So if you finish with the same record the team that won more head-to-head during the year gets the playoff spot. So that's where the Astros tie the Mariners. There is no game like 163. It just goes to whichever team has the tiebreaker. That's what happened last year between the Mets and the Braves. They both finished with 101 wins. Braves won the head-to-head. So as a result, Braves won the division. So Yeah, but they both made the playoffs. They did. This is like an incident. Can you – I think they would have a riot if one – if one team lost out based on a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's how the game works. It is. And that'll be what happens with MLB. We'll obviously follow the postseason as it goes on yeah. throughout the month of October. But MLB regular season, that's a wrap. And until the next time they'll be in the playoffs and we won't have regular season baseball to cover for the next November, December, January, February, March, five months. Look at that. You're probably happy. We're done with baseball. <laughs> I think you're happier. I'm excited for the endless possibilities that will present themselves this offseason. But the last month and a half of actually watching baseball, not as fun if you're near York <laughs> Mets fan. But let's get to a sport that is still on the upkick and starting off their season. Week three is in the books. Technically, by the time you're listening to this, week four has begun because the Lions and the Packers played and the Lions defeated the Packers. A little happy that we didn't end up predicting this game because I would have gone with the Packers and Jordan Love. But as we stand at the end of week three in our predictions sheet that caroline probably would not want me to mention no, I, you can mention it all of mine are i've i've put all my hot takes online so mm-hmm. put time to put me on blast so i currently own an eight game lead through three weeks including last week finishing uh, 10 and six 
Caroline finished under 500 again for the third consecutive week. You finished seven and nine in week two, seven and nine in week three. And I'll be nice and not mention your week one score. week one that's horrifying versus a pillar of consistency at eight and seven nine and seven and ten and six and myself so i have seven and nine both weeks you did wow clearly (laughs) i'm just stuck to my guy so yes we'll still improvement (laughs) from week one it is but there was not really much room to go but up after week (laughs) one but there's still time for me to catch up there is. We have a couple of weeks before our set Halloween semi deadline for something to happen. We don't really know. Um, Caroline's now that she's down by a lot is backing out of the Justin Verlander well, deal that we talked about last I was, week. No, I was no, so let me give the let me give the context. Hmm. Basically, the loser of this was going to have to wear a Justin Verlander jersey out and about on campus. However, if this is happening in November, I'm from Texas. You guys would know I'm going to be freezing. Dylan said I'm not allowed to wear a jacket Don't over lose. it. That's unreasonable. Well, I'm going to be cold. Sorry, I'm from Texas. You can't take the te- you can't take the Texas out of a person. I'm just saying, if you're that concerned about it, just don't lose. But right. we'll see what happens. Week four, we're going to kick it off. Same as always, yep. we're going to be predicting who's going to win the game as opposed to who's going to yep. cover any betting odds or any numbers like that. But we're going to start off with the Falcons at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are coming off of a horrific loss against the Texans. Let's go Texans! The <laughs> one team, the one time I don't pick the Texans, like, of course they win. So your of thoughts on this matchup? You know what? I'm to be honest. I'm sorry, everyone. I really cannot say I'm not interested in the Falcons versus <laughs> the Jaguars. The Falcons are two to one. I think they're really surprising some teams. Mm-hmm. I think they really are surprising some teams. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one. But again, as we mentioned, the stat of being a cool game or not last week, this is definitely not a cool game. I How the Jaguars get blown out by the Texans so much. I would like to know that. I don't. Trevor Lawrence is interesting. He's definitely got the skills to be a really good player. Yeah, I think he's very inconsistent. mm -hmm. He's definitely still has some room to grow, but it's better than his QB draft class. I'm not gonna lie; I don't think that was a very strong quarterback draft class. But that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I like it. Interesting take. And then we've got the Titans versus the Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites. Joe Burrow finally got. His first win. So I'm going to agree on this one that the Bengals will get their second win, move back to 500. Are you taking the boring Tennessee Titans or are you going with the two and a half point favorite Cincinnati Bengals? Well, I don't actually know if, um, well, because he's currently dealing with an injury. Yes, he's playing through it. Um, yeah, but I don't think that's smart. I think they might pull him for game four. Interesting. Because I think there was a serious consideration that he wasn't going to play week three. Mm-hmm. But I be- because the Bengals were 0-2, they desperately needed the win. Yeah. With that being said, I'm still going to go Bengals because I have all season. I like it. All right. We have the Bears versus the Broncos and what is the battle <laughs> of the worst teams, which in a way oh, makes this goodness. a cool game because I want to see what ends up happening Broncos are favored by three points. The Bears, Justin Field, have looked awful, and the Broncos and Russell Wilson have looked awful. But there is no way, and I know when I make these statements, they always backfire on me. 
that Russell Wilson. I said that last lose, week. I know, but you. Yeah. And then he gave up the most points and in the NFL since nineteen sixty-six. Seventy points. Yes, but I'll seventy. I'll double down on that statement and say there's no chance that the Broncos lose this week to Justin Fields and the Bears. Confidently yeah. saying that. Uh-oh. Yeah, me too. Here's the thing. I don't think I have a hatred for Miami, but I think it's only because Dylan loves the Dolphins <laughs> so much. I actually do really like them because they're an underdog team and they've really struggled over the past few seasons. It's just hard for me to be a believer in them. I want to be a believer in them. I think Tua and the team deserve it. I think the owners deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? I'm like, but every single time, I'm like, come on. I'm just saying there's only three teams left in the league that are 3-0, and and the Dolphins are one of them. Yeah, so that's time to join the bandwagon. But yeah, maybe. The next game we've got is one of the teams that last week had the chance to not go 0-3, and unfortunately they lost again. And this is also against the Carolina Panthers, who are also 0-3, I believe. <laughs> um, so another not so, yeah, 0-3 Vikings, 0-3 Panthers. The Vikings are four-point favorites. Are we going to agree again? Because Kirk Cousins, just like I just said, there's no chance Russell Wilson goes 0-4. Kirk Cousins is better than this. He's going to get a win. He's on pace for the most yards ever in a season, and he's somehow 0-3. So I think the Vikings get a win. Justice for Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Justice for Kirk Cousins. Because... Uh, did we take who did I take last? We both week? took Vikings last because week. I said the same thing, even though I was like, I'm a Chargers fan. I was like, there's no way, but you know what? The Vikings and their O line proved me wrong over and over again in the worst way possible, and they're letting our man Kirk down. I am becoming a Viking supporter right now, and you know what? If this trend continues, he is getting traded to the New York Jets. Yeah, honestly, yeah, <laughs> yes. Although, uh, no, we're not. At this point, do you want to go down the Aaron Rodgers route? Because there is an update there. Not quite. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I would literally, if it wasn't, if the Vikings weren't playing the Panthers, I would be taking the other team. But because it's the Carolina Panthers who have been a mess, mm-hmm. I will be taking the Vikings. But I'm just convinced that the Vikings are never going to win a game this season. Obviously, that's not true, but they're never going to win a game this season. And Kirk Cousins is just going to have, yeah, the most passing yards ever and no wins. So we're going to agree again, Vikings. I think maybe this is our first disagreement of the day. Browns versus Ravens. I hate Deshaun Watson, (laughs) but I think the Browns are actually good here. The Browns are going to win this football game versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah... I think you're afraid of falling farther behind in our predictions. So you're literally like matching every single one of my predictions. No, so far. I've been because the teams I've been going aren't actually that interesting. But I just can never support them. I just don't like the Browns. <laughs> so we're disagreeing. Oh. <laughs> but the Browns have looked really good. They have. Really. They've looked really good. They're divisional rivals. Uh-oh. I'm going to go with the Browns. Let's go. Welcome to the team. The next game we have. We're supporting the Browns, though. You kind of just did. Okay, Ravens. All right, Ravens versus Browns. That's our first contradiction. Our next one, we've got the Colts versus the Rams. I'll let you go first on this one. I'm going to go with the Rams. 
I'm going to agree on this one, even though. Wow, now the, he's agreeing. Well, this is the first matchup of the week that there is no spread right now. It is a dead I'm even. Really they think the Colts and the Rams. I'm sure. Both teams are around minus 10 on the money line, and then spread is just a pick them 0-0. Zero, zero. gone 1-2, and, and Colts have gone 2-1. I think it, it's been a big strength of opponent in why their records are that yeah. way. They're both not expected to be great teams. No. Another one of these, welcome to the boring football that we're experiencing here in the 1 o'clock hour. But... The next matchup, the aforementioned Miami Dolphins, who just put up a record 70 points for the first <laughs> time since 1966, facing off against the Buffalo Bills in a matchup of the two super teams in the division, likely to determine who's going to win that division, Bills versus Dolphins. You know who I'm taking, so I'll let you go first. I'm going to actually also take the Dolphins. Let's go. <laughs> Even though the Bills are favored in this game. Yeah, because it's in Buffalo, and you know how Bill's Mafia gets. Is it in Buffalo? It is. It in is Buffalo. in Buffalo. Yeah. All right. I don't care. We're still gonna go into Buffalo, take their souls out, and Tua's gonna get another victory. Jalen, might I also mention, seventy points last week with Jaden Waddle hurt, hurt and out, and not even pun. Does not even happen. Come on, Russell Wilson, get it together. I'm, I feel bad for Russell. They left him out there even in like a 50-point game, which usually, you know, in all sports, when the game turns into a I blowout. agree with the coaching decision. Oh, you do? No, I completely agree. Make him suffer out there. That's the – like, okay, not saying that the 100% of the game is your fault, mm-hmm. but you're the quarterback. A lot of it is your fault. And you need to pull it together. And if that means – humiliation – oh, not humiliation. Whoa. It was humiliation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, embarrassment. Let me put it that way. Maybe that will make him get it together because we just took it. And now he has an easy win over the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Get it together for this game, Russell Wilson. Well, the weird thing about this, the Dolphins were at 70 points and they had the opportunity to kick a field goal at the very end, which would have put them at 73, which is the record for the most points scored in a game. Instead, head coach Mike McDaniel said, we're going to be professional. And they kneeled out the clock to end the game. If well, it and I think that's good, Juju. Good okay. karma. I think it's bad karma no, to admit that you did that. No, I think Because then you're good. still getting all the credit for, oh, he could have done it. I don't, yeah, yeah, I guess in that sense. But it's different from talking about it and then actually doing it. Because that means you're trying to go for the record. And I think a lot of – we've seen time and time again, for example – Teams that chase regular season stats, whether that means getting the most wins, whether that means getting the most individual, I don't know, mm-hmm. rushing yards, passing yards, all that jazz. Yeah. That never works out well for the team in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think the vibes are amazing in Miami. Yeah. Victory against Josh People Allen and Buffalo. Think that Miami's offense is a juggernaut. They are. 70 points. Hasn't been. But it was against the Broncos. But it seven hasn't points been is seen in our lifetime or likely our parents' lifetime insane. either, which it is, is insane. insane. It is insane. Houston Texans, Pittsburgh Steelers. Texans coming off a big victory. Steelers yeah, off big a, victory. You know, good week for the Steelers as well. But I think the Texans are getting all the attention leading into this game. Yeah. Thoughts? I'm going to go with the Steelers. Kenny Pickett. Sorry, Texans. You know I love the Texans. I just think that was a one-off, and we're going to regress back to the meet. This is a tough decision for me because... Are you going to go Texans? Because I'd love to see, and I have an eight-game lead to play with. I'd love to beat you with the Texans. 
That would be like a podcast defining moment if you bet against the Texans and yeah, I said I don't screw know it. If I would have any credentials anymore. <laughs> you know, it's a two and a half you're point. You're honorary. Te- Actually, you're not an honorary Texan. I'm not. No. No. It's in Houston, though. Yeah. So I am going to take the Houston Texans beating your Pittsburgh Steelers in this matchup. No. New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the last, I believe, one o'clock game. Or no, we've got one more one o'clock game after this. But yeah. Saints are three points favorites. Derek Carr versus Baker Mayfield, the battle of the 2015 uh, quarterbacks. Guys, is Baker Mayfield legitimate? Yes, <laughs> kind of. Not really. Not really. Not really. But you know what? I think this... My biggest worry is Derek Carr's hurt. Me too. I'm actually going to, surprisingly, even though I don't love Baker Mayfield, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think, because Derek Carr, they haven't revealed the extent of his injury. Yeah. He left the game early with a shoulder injury, and they replaced him with Jameis Winston. So... I no, think no, no. James Winston, let's go. <laughs> he's a sneaky good player. Yeah. He's one of the, if not the best backup in the league. Yeah. He could be a starter elsewhere. So it's not like for Give example, him the credit he deserves. And maybe he really steps up to the plate. But I did just take the buck. Yeah, I was about to say, give him the credit he deserves as you predict him to lose. I'll predict Bucks him to win. Favored, actually. No, they're not. They're uh oh sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I meant bucks are like if you Under, were to yeah. yes, if you were to bet. They are plus 147. So I think if you are planning on taking the bucks, that's a good, that's a good um bet to make. That's a good one. Okay. I will go with Jameis Winston, the Saints, just for us to differ a little okay. bit again. I've been going with the Saints all season. Mm-hmm. Eagles versus Commanders, easy. Eagles next. They're the biggest favorite of the I'm week. I'm also going with Eagles, even though guys, there's been extra hype surrounding the commanders i think changing ownership has yeah. really made people super excited about going to commanders games and they actually won their first two games mm-hmm. and it's surrounded it's it's me it's really created a lot of hype around the team i don't Sam think Howell's they're gonna beat good. the eagles yes <laughs> but they're not eagles good yet even though like you guys know i'm an eagles hater mm-hmm. foo philly yeah okay next chargers raiders Chargers are big um, favorites in this one. Guys, two of my most favorite teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Chargers. The Raiders burned me last week with the Steelers game. Yeah. I'm not a big Chargers person. As much as Justin Herbert is a better player than... Also, is Jimmy G Jimmy injured? Debatable. Is Jimmy G injured? <laughs> Screw it. The Raiders are winning because the Chargers aren't any good. And I predicted last week... Oh, Chargers won last week. I know. And that was the whole, like, would Braden Staley get fired if the Chargers lost? I think he survived one more week, yeah. but here His we are again. Continues. But I think if they lose this week after being favored to the Raiders at home, I believe, yes, this game is in Los Angeles. I think this is the week that Brandon Staley does indeed get fired after a big-time wow. loss. Okay. 49ers, Cardinals. I lied. The other shred was not the biggest. This is the biggest. 14, yes, I'll repeat it. 14 point favorite I'm San Francisco going, 49ers. Easy. As well. Easy. Easy. They're on, they're still undefeated. Yeah. Things likely aren't going to change. Another four o'clock game. The last four o'clock game, Cowboys versus Patriots. The Cowboys somehow lost last week. Yeah. That's because there was injuries. They lost by a lot. It was a weird, they were heavy yeah. favored by 10 plus points and they lost by 10 points. Yeah, it wasn't good. But are you still sticking to Cowboys over Mac Jones and the Patriots? 
I'm actually thinking about this one. I'm sticking with them. So I'll just, I'll submit that pick right now. And then it's your call to agree or disagree. What? Let me look, pull up the Cowboys injury report. There's a lot. But the Patriots aren't, the players that the Patriots usually have aren't as good as the Cowboys players that are injured. So it seems like now we're just leveling out the playing field a little bit between. Right. Okay, I'm also going to go with the Cowboys. All right, look at that. We agree. And then that brings us to Sunday Night Football, one of the most exciting games of the week. One of the most exciting. For non-football reasons. Because I, wanted, I think the Taylor Swift, Travis, I just admit I was right last week. Yeah, you said you didn't I, you put it, I put on my tinfoil hat and I said, there's no way this is accurate. Well, I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong. <laughs> I don't think we need to give this any more attention because every single person out there, every podcast out there, they could be covering the economy and they're probably talking Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So. We don't need to talk about that. But apparently, she's coming to the game. She is. It's her first time in MetLife since performing there. She said that Travis Kelsey watched her rock the stage this summer. So now she's going to have to rock. Is that what she said? Or is that what the rumor said? That's what Travis Kelsey said. She said. Okay. So it's a weird Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned, other podcast. Yes. I'm going with the Chiefs. You know, if Zach Wilson won this game, (laughs) it would be... The taking Taylor end of Swift everything away from from Travis Kelsey. I would actually tra- Zach Wilson would literally be like, "I have one life. If I win this game, he could but be he the can't. worst. He can't. he can't win this game. No, there's no way. Chiefs all the way. It would be There'd really be too much hype surrounding this for the Chiefs to lose. It would be really cool if the Jets won this game. Like really cool. There's rumors that. A certain A-Rod is going to be in the building for this game because... He's a big Swifty. He is. He was at the... When she performed in New York, he was there this summer. Well, I want to know if they're friends. I'm sure they're friendly. Who? Aaron Rodgers? And and... Taylor Swift. No, I bet she doesn't know who Aaron Rodgers is. She definitely does. Here's how I know. Because, first of all... And now we're talking Taylor Swift. Yeah, we don't (laughs) have time for this. But Taylor Swift and Miles Teller are good friends. Okay. Miles Teller... So he was... He was in Top Gun. Okay. Um, he played Rooster. Okay. And, I never saw that movie. Oh my goodness. Okay. And he was in Taylor Swift's music video with okay. Chris Stapleton. Um, how's this connecting Aaron Rodgers? Miles Teller is good friends with. So you're saying that's Aaron maybe Rogers. how he got those like front row tickets this summer? I don't know. All I know is Miles Teller. And uh, also because Miles or Aaron Rodgers used to date Shailene Woodley, who starred in Divergent with Miles Teller, and Shailene Woodley is friends with Taylor Swift, I believe, as well okay. as Miles Teller. So they definitely know each other. See, this is where my lack of like, I don't know, dude, pop. I've given too in. much attention to Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Swift. All I'm saying is Chiefs, Jets. Next, we're going. Wow, Seahawks and Giants. I'm gonna go Giants. The Giant. As much as I just the Jets suck. <laughs> and they're just not fun to watch. No. Neither I are just, they're fun to their demise is sorry. <laughs> that's, that's brutal for me. Me saying their demise is fun to watch. Neither are the Giants. The Giants are not fun to watch either. So give me the Seahawks, even though really? I believe this game is also in New York at MetLife Stadium, back to back nights. Um I think the Giants are not good. And we're gonna get exposed once again. And wow. Give me the Seahawks in this matchup of a dud of a monday night football but 
Yep. Can I can I go back to the Jets for a second? I, I don't know about this one. There's conflicting. There's the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey arc. You're sounding like And then me. there's the Aaron Rodgers arc of that. He's in the building. Apparently, usually when you tear your Achilles, it takes two to three months to get out of your walking boot. He got out of his in two and a half weeks. His weird That's little bridge impressive. surgery. He was spotted. And of course, Again, he was like, his like I life. said, mm-hmm. elite players find a way. So Aaron Rodgers is elite now that you're you're admitting this. You're, you're coming to the dark side of Aaron Rodgers. I before. said he was elite many years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's elite anymore. But, yes, but if he comes back from this injury and does well, then maybe <laughs> I would consider it. Do I still think that was the correct move for the Jets? No. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it in a vacuum of should the Jets have acquired Aaron Rodgers? Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%, 100% no. yes. Yeah, I, my heart says the Jets, but any ounce of common sense <laughs> is saying there's no chance that but Patrick you know, Mahomes turf and burn brings no common sense that that is in fact why I'm hitting below 500 some weeks because I go Texans and I go commanders all right fine I'll do the job <laughs> why not if Zach Wilson beats Patrick Mahomes, or no, Zach Wilson sucks they bring in like Tim Boyle and Tim Boyle beats Patrick Mahomes okay, because I can't see Zach Wilson beating the Chiefs <laughs> at all. But stop. We're going to move into talking about the NBA, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. We never talk about the NBA. We don't. But a big trade happened. A big trade did happen. Damian Lillard in a blockbuster deal is getting traded to the Bucks in a three team trade. He's leading the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. For the first time since I was speaking to a trailblazers fan last night the first time since 2011 he's waking up and damian lillard is not on his team yeah and this was one of the last players where a superstar stud it stuck it out yes the nba is known for jumping ship and if you're a big time player you leave every three to four years it's yeah. happened with lebron kevin durant Kyrie james Irving, james harden. harden everyone in between the only players that everyone says oh they're loyal has been steph curry Dame Lillard. Steph Curry is so loyal. And Dame Lillard requested a trade this summer. Yep. And Especially after now the he's draft out. went. Like, they drafted... Oh, my gosh. I'm not about to say his name correctly. <laughs> Scoot? <laughs> I, basketball's not my forte. I learned yeah. just enough to be able to talk about Dame Lillard and not <laughs> much else. So... Um, okay, but, but yes, I got that right. No way. Okay, sorry. They drafted Scoot Henderson, number okay. three overall. Um, and he's a point guard. So But it also seems the Bucks have formed a very nice super team of Giannis and Dame Lillard as their I love fun. the Bucks and I love Giannis. Throwback to when we talked about Giannis's comments and right. and Dylan was not a supporter at all, and I was hundred percent a supporter. Um, this is crazy. Let me break down the actual picks and what each team receives. So mm-hmm. Portland receives Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, Milwaukee's 2029. That's the weird thing. The NF or the NBA, like all they of a sudden like see them trade like 10 years, years, years in advance. 2029, unprotected first round draft pick and unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 2028 and 2030. Okay. Then the Suns receive Yusuf Nurkic. Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. I always love how what I want to see, if I was ever to be like in a GM seat or seeing how they work, how do three team deals 
happen. How like, does it be like, I who? want the 2029 draft pick versus I want the 2030 draft pick? That's a weird one, pick. too. Because yeah. these players, okay, what year is it? 2023? Mm-hmm. That's six years out. That means these players are 12 or 13 years old. Yeah, pretty much. So there is absolutely no way you can be like, that is a strong draft class. You're just kind of throwing caution to the wind. Also, because this is unprotected. And I'm pretty sure the Bucks are going to suck in 2029. I guess now, because now they don't have first-round picks anywhere. So No, and all their players, well, like, their players are going to be aging. Yes. Their window is now. That's why they got mm-hmm. that's why they got um Dane. But I guess it doesn't matter. Doesn't, if you win another championship with this core, then I guess you can suck in 2029 and be completely fine. But yeah. do we have any other sports to talk about as we wrap things up? I know this was a quicker episode, but we are on a little bit of a schedule we this are. week. So any um, other I things you want to talk about F1. Okay. Per usual. Max Verstappen is back shocker <laughs> he won the Japanese Grand Prix but I would just like to say that my prediction of McLaren doing better has come into fruition okay number two and three Lando Norris Oscar Piastri what a great season for Oscar Piastri also what a great turnaround McLaren had the absolute worst start to the season now Lando Norris with back-to-back number two podiums he's done really well but what's really interesting is so Red Bull Mm-hmm. clearly has the best car out of any of the teams like far and away best car Max Verstappen was almost 20 seconds ahead of Lando Norris okay. in this Grand Prix see I'm learning that this means that that was really good yes Sergio Perez his teammate in Red Bull did not finish mm-hmm. he didn't finish the race he's been terrible considering the car that he drives what does, and not that I don't know, but in case we have listeners who don't know what does not finish the race means, aka myself, what does that mean? So it really depends on, like, uh, because you could not finish the race. You just basically pull out of the race. Okay. So it could mean you have a mechanical failure. It could mean that you, like, ran into, the, mm-hmm. you had a collision. Okay. It could mean you ran into the into the boards. It could mean, so it could be a mechanical failure or it could be um, a crash. Okay. However, these were back-to-back Sergio Perez crashes. <laughs> these were his fault. It was not a fault of Red Bull. Okay. So at what point will they just drop him? He's just not a good well, driver? Well, you have a contract. No, he has been a good driver. He has been proven in the past. He did a great job last season. He was started off this season super strong. He did. He was a key reason why... Um. Max Verstappen won his first okay. title and beat Lewis Hamilton and mm-hmm. made Lewis Hamilton not win his eighth championship. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, because he was a great defender. But you know what? He's struggling. And I think Red Bull's really looking into replacing him. So they can replace him. Or by the end of this season, yeah. So they have a contract. Well, you I'm, can, I'm learning he has here. A contract. Okay. okay. For example, Daniel Ricardo, like McLaren last season was like, no, goodbye, Daniel Ricardo. And they're literally paying him so many millions of dollars, like an absurd amount like to get not, out of the contract. Okay. Exactly. So it's like, if you want to do that, you're free to do that. You mean like Justin Verlander? Yeah, but he wasn't traded. So he's just let go. And can he sign? So like, because the thing with obviously, yeah, baseball, he can sign with others. If you get so he signed with Alpha Terry and then he broke his hand. 
So he he went, he actually signed with Red Bull to be their reserve race driver because he's like, I want to step away. Mm-hmm. But then they kicked out Nick DeVries, who actually just signed with the Formula E team. Okay. And then he was Nick DeVries's replacement on AlphaTauri and then drove two or three races, broke his hand, and now Liam Lawson is his replacement. Who, like I said last week, if we're talking drivers that have surprised, Liam Lawson, what a win. <laughs> I do really need a hand. I guess you do. I'm trying to. For yeah, people who can't really see the hand. visual, I'm currently trying to drive without one hand, and it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, I would also like to say that NHL is upon us, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into this very quickly, very, very quickly. We have like two to three minutes. We've got a little bit of time. Andre Vasilevsky is injured for eight to ten weeks. The Lightning will still make the playoffs, because they always do. They'll... I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. In our not-so-hot take to end the episode. Well, they were... I don't know. They might have been out of it last season. They were close to not being in it. As you can tell, we're starting to... For people who are not longtime listeners, hockey <laughs> tends to dominate the conversation because, throughout the winter. Yeah. So Dylan it's is not ready for it. But that means that we're going to be going to a game and then reporting back. And then we, I guess we have to leave like after the first quarter though, because that's what we kind of did with the baseball game. It doesn't have quarters, they have periods. Shoot, oh, whatever. It's nine in the morning here on a Friday. Yeah. I'm not thinking fully straight, but yeah, that means we're leaving. Well, technically, we left after when the fourth halftime. So we'd leave at halftime. So we'd have to leave after in the after the second period or in the middle. But they do it by period, so like you, we'd have to stay the entire two periods. I think we'd leave after the first period. <laughs> because that's the equivalent of three innings. And we stayed equivalent. for like four we innings. To five. We stayed at, at the top of the fifth. They were mid-fifth inning. So maybe just mid-period, we just get up and leave. Yeah, agreed. All right. Agreed. We'll see what happens. But we'll report on that once we get to that in the next upcoming months or so. But yes, enjoy the end of the baseball season. Enjoy Taylor Swift enjoying MetLife Stadium. You also talked about the NBA. F1 race. Yeah. There's no race this weekend. Confirmed hopefully no there are actually there is no race this weekend but there is a race next. see i knew that look at that i was ahead of the game and then the nhl is starting with their preseason this week as well so lots of sports for you to watch until the next time for dylan and caroline anything else you want to say i would just like to say don't expect us to report on the nba anytime soon no that that was our nba coverage (laughs) for the month that was our nba coverage so for dylan and caroline until the next time the turf is burned